Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man on a Thursday afternoon, the Thursday afternoon leading into the championship weekend, and that means one thing. Well, it means two things. It means a lot of it tr- it means a lot of things. Trash Man, I think you got a haircut, didn't you? You got a haircut this I week? get a haircut last week, I think. Yeah, last yeah. week. What do you call that one? Is it like a... A fade? Is it high well, and tight? I guess kind of high and tight. I don't know. I just told I, him to t- take some off the sides. I I need a haircut very very badly. Hence my hence my wearing of the hat here on the stream. Uh, if you're watching on the stream on Periscope YouTube, thanks for joining us. If you're listening on the podcast feed, of course, this is uh, podcast number two ten. If you could please rate and review an Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps us out a ton. We're going to be talking today about. Uh, like I said earlier, like this week means two things. One, three things. One, Trash Man got a haircut. Two, um, we have championship weekend, an awesome weekend of football coming up. And three, we leave for the Senior Bowl on Monday. And so we're getting started with our scouting work here on some of these wide receivers. Um, today, we'll go over three of them. We'll talk about Denzel Mims from Baylor. We'll talk about Colin Johnson from Texas. And we will talk about Brian Edwards from South Carolina. Before we get into any of that, though, I just wanted to just get kind of Trash Man's initial thoughts on the slate of games this weekend. We'll have the breakdown tomorrow with Byron from a DFS and sort of one and done playoff league perspective. But just as you started looking at it, Trash Man, any any real leans this week? Is Derek Henry going to keep it going? You think versus the uh, versus the versus the Chiefs? I mean, can, can he keep it going? Is is it at all sustainable? Can he keep it going? Why couldn't yes. he? Well, because, I mean, maybe he's just, I don't know. Is, is he just a, a super robot? When we scouted him, when he was coming into league, he was a beast. He was a guy who was, you know, prototypical running. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess abnormal running back size, but could still move and could catch passes. It took the Titans about three years to realize that he could catch passes. Which is so cockamamie and absurd. Like, I wish they would have listened to us the whole time. For yeah. for, for for once, they should have been listening to their roster watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's. I think he's going to definitely keep it going. I 
I'm, I mean, I have to imagine that the Titans will get some sort of passing game going outside of AJ Brown. You know, I felt like with who? I felt Adam like Humphreys came back to practice on Wednesday. That's true. Adam Humphreys is back. I think he's a he because you know it's not going to be goddamn. It's not going to be fucking <laughs> Corey Davis. You know, he had some flashes. I felt like he had some like, you know, he he played well on in his some career. Plays. In his career, <laughs> in the, I mean, I felt like there were some times where you know sucks, he, trash, he, man. We don't he play played hard. Long. He played hard. He showed effort. Um, but yeah, Adam Humphreys could be a sneaky DFS play this week. I think, in addition to Derrick Henry, I don't know. Ferkser's always a dark horse. <laughs> He's not too dark. What do you think? <laughs> What, what about uh what 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 about on the other side? Are you just gonna play all the Mahomes? Like it's kind of hard to play Mahomes, Kelsey, Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill, like all these guys. Yeah, I mean, well, I think Mahomes is a is, is a no brainer, but it's yeah, like it's when fun. you look at the whenever you look at the slate, it's like I th- I eighty probably eighty percent of people are gonna play Mahomes, right? Yeah, it seems like that's the way it's going to be. Like, it's how good you feel clicking on any of these other names. Ryan Tannehill throws like he's averaged 14 and a half uh, attempts over the course of the last two. It's like, is um, is he going to have to throw more? If like you're the trash man, if if you got to pick one of these guys that's not Mahomes, if you want to get off him, who do you like? Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, or Tanny? You do like like Tannehill. Tannehill? I do. You just for, just just because of the scoring environment in that game, fifty something total. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is playing like the Mahomes of last year. After I don't know, it was kind of a slow start for him to the season. I mean, but he's back in rare form again. I think Tannehill's going to have to put up a pretty fantastic performance for the Titans to pull this one off. Well, I think the technical term for what Mahomes did to the Texans was, I think, what, what I learned it in school. Is it is it shit down their throat? <laughs> what I school did you learn this in? He was shit down the, their it, throat. It was, was four the same, touchdowns in the set. Was this the same Westlake that um, that Drew Brees was a product of? Because I don't think he would ever use that sort of language to describe his Ooh, performance. You, you've never been in a locker room with one Mr. Drew Brees. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you this, man. I I think that look, it's definitely, definitely going to be the end of the Titans. This is it. I'm calling. Oh, it's the it. end of the road for them. They're done. I'm calling it. Done. <laughs> done. Done. The Chiefs are going to kill them. So I love Mahomes. I love Kelsey. All these guys. What about? Um, and 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 in the other game, I I probably didn't tell you, trash man. But speaking of shitting down your throat, I was sick as shit on Sunday night. I got so sick that I I, I actually had to turn off the uh, the Seattle Green Bay game and just go like throw up and like lay around and be sick. It was terrible. That's how my wife knew that I was really really sick. Mm-hmm. I just like I I couldn't even have football turned on. Um, the perils of having dirty children. I swear to God, man, these kids. I get tilted at these kids whenever I'm just like. Whenever they pick up something off the ground and they and they like eat it or something like that, they're like, "I'm sorry," you know. And I'm just like, well, "Look, I don't care about you. I I care about me because if you get sick, that's fine. But you bring it home to me and I get sick. 
That's what gets. Uh, you know, they're building up their defenses. You, you, you know, yours are probably already pretty, right? Pretty set. All right. So what about Raheem Mostert? He's only he's only forty three hundred this week. Now it's like, is Tevin Coleman more expensive than Mostert? I was making up the thing to make the Vegas tool a little bit earlier. We have all the props now available to us, and I just kind of want to hit. Like we said, we're, we're going to go over this a lot more with Byron tomorrow. But just as long as I have Trashman here, just want to get his trashy sort of overview on it. With these these running backs for the 49ers have been impossible to figure out. Tevin Coleman was Byron's play last week, broke the slate. Byron was a 1v1 away from making top 10 in the goddamn millionaire maker. He he was he he, he was really on it last week. Um, but I don't know. I'll be interested to see if he's back on Tevin Coleman this week because Tevin Coleman's now 5,700 on DraftKings, whereas Raheem Mostert's down to 4,300. And if you look at their uh, – I mean, Tevin Coleman's plus 120 to score. Raheem Mostert's a minus 110 favorite. What do you think about those guys? Um, can you go to either one of them this week? Because we have Aaron Jones at 6,700, Damian Williams at 7K, Derrick Henry at 8,700. I think that Raheem Mostert might be a popular uh, a popular addition for these guys who are trying to um, pay up for a Devontae Adams, et cetera, plus get two of those expensive running backs in. I mean, Coleman, I feel like it was a hot hand situation. Last week, I don't feel like they intended on using him as much as they did. I felt like he got hot and they kept him in the game. So you, so you don't like him? You don't want to pay fourteen hundred more than you pay for Moster? I, I think no. that Shanahan's going to fuck everybody if they try and go back to Combe. Do you know what he's going to do? He's he's going to he's going to run out Brita for twenty touches. <laughs> well, that was that was actually my play last week. Just you know, as my contrarian kind of play up <laughs> lineup move. Yeah. Didn't really pay off, but yeah, I don't I I, I really think it's gonna be mustard again. I don't think that well again, you know, if Coleman gets the hot hand, they could keep him in, but I don't think he's gonna be their their first option. All right. Well, uh, enough of the riveting talk here about the championship slate. We'll, we'll go over the whole thing tomorrow with Byron for all those plays and everything. Oh, but just before the, the prospect talk, trash man, because I, I I know you've been busy with your prospect profiles, and that's why people are tuning in. Um what how how about the Giants interviewing Jason Garrett for their offensive coordinator job? Well, we knew that was probably going to be the case. Well, how? It's like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's like you, well, you're going to hire just, Joe, you're going to hire Joe Judge to be a to, to be a culture guy and to be like a leader for your for your team and to create the culture and be like a figurehead and the CEO type and we're going to bring in good coaches who are good teachers to like you're going to bring in Jason Garrett to be the teacher about the uh, for, for the offense. What has that guy just, done this they, they just want his secrets. They want his secrets. They want his, his information on the Cowboys. He doesn't want his information on the Cowboys. If he knew shit about how to make that make that organization run well, he he wouldn't be canned. <laughs> it was his. It was his. Uh, it, what it was secrets? His in, game, in, in game decision making. You tell Mike McCarthy fired. secrets. What, you can tell <laughs> Jerry's secrets. Everybody knows Jerry's a creep. Uh, I I generally think you don't it's hire just, an offensive it's coordinator. A, it's a move. It's a move to possibly beat the Cowboys twice a season. I think that would be the move. I just, I, I, I think that you have all the intel that you need on the Cowboys from your own pro scouting department, from your own film, from everything. You don't need Jason Garrett coming in like the, fuck, like Mike Lombardi calls him like the, like the greeter at the casino. He just shakes your <laughs> hand, gives you a ticket to the fucking buffet. Like, 
Unbelievable, man. Like, what, what, is, uh, what, is, what has that guy done from an offensive standpoint to make you think, yo, yeah, th- this is the guy that I want to come in to run my offense, to make my decisions in, in crunch time. Like, what, like what, what has he done? What is, like, uh, I mean, I can understand the platitudes. Well, he's, he's, he's done a good job with Dak Prescott. Look what he's done with Ezekiel Elliott. We have a guy like Saquon that we're looking to get involved. Like, but, I mean, I, I, I guess I can understand that, but it's like they've done every the, – that organization has done everything they can to get his hands the fuck off. Off of the offense for for years, for years. I think that was. I think like that, was should, that, effort, that was that was in an effort fan. to get him to play attention to, to pay attention to what was, what was actually going on in the game, other than his play calling. I think it was it was his poor clock management. It was his poor decision making throughout the games in crunch time. I think that was mainly the reason why they got him off of calling plays. I think if maybe he was just calling plays, maybe he would you know, do a better job at just, at just that. Uh, I don't, I disagree. I, I don't understand why you're not just dancing in the streets as a Cowboys fan. It's like, I can't believe it. Like, not only do we get rid of him, the Giants are going to take him. It's no, because like, we don't want, we don't want them to have any other what extra secrets. What secrets? I don't know. There there, that's why no there's secrets. secrets. There that's why no there's secrets. secrets. There are no secrets in today's NFL. There are no secrets anywhere. You're being monitored by the government right now, trash man. By the governments of, dip, of, of of all different countries, I should say. Probably. I hope they're learning something important here. Does Does Denzel Mims come from a whole other planet entirely? A whole other planet? I don't know about that. Denzel he Mims. From, he comes. He, he comes from whatever planet Devontae Parker is from. Well, no, because here's the thing. Let's not put that evil on Denzel Mims because when you talk about Devontae Parker, people are going to talk about. The fact that for three years, all he wanted to do was drink a bunch of fucking yoo-hoos and not drink enough water. All, like he never could break out. He's always good in camp, but never good on the playing field. I, I really liked your Devontae Parker comp for Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims out of Baylor. He's six foot three, 215. He'll be at the senior role next week. So, of course, stay tuned here. Make sure and subscribe here uh, on the YouTube. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever it is you're listening. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, as we'll be getting these broadcasts out, not sure if we do in the live video streams there in um, there in, in Mobile, but we will try to. And we're, we'll have some interesting roommates this year as well that we could be doing doing some content like this with. So make sure and stay tuned for that. Um, whenever I looked at Denzel Mims, I thought he six three two fifteen, and the way I mean. Look, he, he scored 50% of the team touchdowns, 24% team receptions, 29% team receiving yards, which is just really, really good, you know, within the context of that offense. Uh, one guy that we'll talk about later, Brian Edwards, is the only guy who was better as far as the profile. I think we've done six of these so far. Brian Edwards, or is it five, five or six? It's either five or six so far. Uh, Brian Edwards, the only one with a better, uh, you know, production slash dominator type of score than Denzel Mims. And just when you look at him, he kind of, he's got that long slinky way to him, which is just this catch radius that is just so much bigger than you would um, even think. Yeah. yeah, Because it's like, well, you think it's big because he's six foot three and he's kind of lanky, but then he goes up for the football and you say, Whoa, I I can't wait to see what is the length of his arms are. We could be looking at some kind of 34 and seven eighth inch. Uh, arm, something like that, really big wingspan. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Kenny Galladay or maybe what, maybe the sort of the best of what we thought in Equinemius St. Brown 
could be okay. Um, I didn't want to quite say an AJ Green, but he's kind right. of sl- he's he's slinky and skinny like that, and that's why I think it's just a little bit different than a Devonte Parker because Devonte Parker a little bit more BMI, right? A little bit more muscle mass, kind of a little bit more beastly. Des to his game. From, from what I was watching, I mean, he didn't look that skinny to me. I mean, what is he? He's, he's uh, he, two fifteen. Yeah, he's thin he's, though. He's six three, two fifteen. He's got those kind of sinewy, long, wiry arms. It's like it's the same. It's it's the same. It's it's definitely AJ Green looking arms, <coughs> for sure. And he's for got sure. really good body. Con- I think his body control goes a long way, and kind of lending to that uh, catch radius. So he was too. he he used to be he was a former quarterback back in high school. He's just really good, just all around player. He was uh, just one of these guys that's played a lot of different sports. He was uh, track, he was baseball, he was basketball, he was a former quarterback. So he uh, you know he's he, he he's a guy that has a real time understanding of the points on the football field where the quarterback aims as far as how he relates that to his own route tree. Um, I agree with what trash man said that, you know, really good body control, really good on the sidelines as far as, you know, being, being able to tap in, right. Go up, get it. Um, now do you think that, what do you, what do you mean whenever you say here economy of motion? I've never heard that out of you. What does that mean? It means that like, he doesn't waste any movements. He doesn't waste any motion. He doesn't waste any movement. At his, like it is like it is route stems. I, right. I yeah, I agree. He, he's he really is a guy who um, you'd figure. You know, I just I wanted to say like we have a we have a long history of these Baylor wide receivers going fucking busto, right? I was trying to think of a good one. Kendall Wright uh, turned out not to be good. Josh Gordon, who fucking is, whatever. Who was the other guy in Tennessee? Corey Coleman. Oh. Um, Oh, Jalen Hurd, you mean? Because Jalen Hurd went from Tennessee down to Waco. No, there's someone else I'm thinking of farther back. I I'm thinking of Baylor, though. What you you said Tennessee? Well, that went to te- that ended up in Tennessee. Oh, uh, Kendall Wright, right? Kendall Wright wasn't really a bust. Uh, I mean, well, he it's, he was a first round pick. Mm. He was a bust. Kendall Wright's a bust, trash man. He's a bust. He he might dis- he, he looks is, like a, a bust. bust. He looks like a keg. His body looks like a keg. He's got the like his big round body. Um, yeah, I I felt I felt like I seemed more athletic or, when I met him at that pro day I went to a few years ago. There there there's just there there's just all these guys like Corey Coleman was a bust. Um, and there have been others. I forget the – oh, God, who's the guy that the Cowboys picked up in, 20, in the 2015? Um, he went undrafted. I felt like it doesn't matter. But then I thought to myself, well, a Matt Rule – there's a lot – there's a big difference between a Matt Rule offense and an Art Bryles offense, right? So, yeah. I mean, we can't put that kind of evil on, 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 on Denzel Mims. And I just – I think that whenever you look at it, it's like the one thing – that you worry about is the concentration. PFF had him at uh, what he had him at eleven drops on sixty six catchable targets, which is which is fucking which is like 
Raiders era Amari Cooper bad, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just bad. That's like Amari Cooper doesn't want to be there anymore level like drops. Just there were times and you noticed it on film. I definitely noticed it on film. I just wonder with him, he, the fact is we don't necessarily expect how, like how much stock do you put into the fact that he's a really good route runner at this point? Because if, if you, I don't know, it's like, Sometimes when these guys are really good route runners, it's like, well, they're a good route runner at the college level. And maybe that's just because they practice and worked hard or something like that. But it's not necessarily anything that can be um, – it isn't like somebody can get their hands on good route running and really transform that into, any, into anything else like they can with pure speed, size, explosiveness, burst, and other natural kind of attributes. So, like, how, I feel, how much – my question is how much stock you put in it. Because if, 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 if you look at it in whole, whenever I look at – because I'm going to ask you later on, out of the five guys that we've done these videos on so far, if you, have, if you can have a ranking on them or even put them in tiers. But I was thinking that Denzel Mims might kind of be towards the top. But then I think, well, if it has to do a lot with the way – I just like the way that he runs routes and stuff, maybe that's not the smartest thing to, to, be, to, to be doing. Well, I think he's – I think he's also really just a really good athlete. I think sometimes I mean he depends too much on his athleticism. I think that leads to some of those concentration drops you were talking about. Like I I feel like it, like to me ahead, his route finish. running his route running wasn't something that I thought was one of his, you know, major pros. In fact, one of his cons I thought was that sometimes his routes go unfinished. Well, I he, feel well, like he stands up too tall. He's he, he's he, he's too he he doesn't dig down into them, right? He doesn't dig down into yeah. them. So yeah, and I think and I think oftentimes he kind of he relies too much on his athleticism. I agree. It's, I mean, is, is his athleticism even going to be that good though? What's he going to run? Four or five? Um, a four or five, I think, around there. I think he's more explosive and. Than he is like a you know a fast guy. Okay, so do you like Den- do you like Denzel Mims more than Chase Claypool? Hmm. I mean, they're different types of receivers. I, I, I know I like him more than Van Jefferson. I think. Okay. I mean, I won't know until next week at the Senior Bowl. But yeah. I, I don't think I like him more than Chase Claypool. I don't like him as. I don't like him as your number one receiver as much as I would a Chase Claypool. I don't. I think Claypool just he's got the size and he's. I think he's pretty polished. Do you think Denzel Mims will play? Do, do you think he'll play the like? A, do you see him as a true X or do you think or do you think he'll be a flanker? Um, I think he's a flanker. I could see him playing like the role, like a Chris Godwin type role. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Chris Godwin, his role now, well, that's a slot role. <laughs> that's a slot role. But, if, uh, yeah, I feel like – I feel like he could play – I feel like he could play all over the field, but I, I could see him being – because of his size, because – I mean, I think he's more powerful than you than you're giving him credit for. So you think he's going to test well? I just I don't know. I, I mean, I yeah, just maybe so. There's some there's something about Denzel Mims that you really like, but the drops are bad. Stays too upright throughout. Wish that he would have wish wish he would dig in 
and have that same sort of what economy emotion that you talk about. Like, because that's the thing I ask you X or Z because like in my notes, I wrote down that he's, he has better feet getting off press than he does at his routes transition points. Right. Which is like, it shouldn't be like, it, it should be the same in both places. And if it gets down to the point, which you, it could be down to what you think maybe Denzel Mims um, relies a little bit too much on his athleticism. And if that's the case, maybe that's kind of good because it shows that maybe he has a level of requisite athleticism that perhaps I wasn't giving him maybe enough credit for, but I think he's, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Okay. Well, what about Colin Johnson from Texas? I mean, I, I have a shitload to say about Colin Johnson. So, I mean, yeah, you probably have more to say about him than I, I mean, he would be arguably the tallest receiver in the NFL <laughs> once he's drafted. Um, again, he's which got means, that elite, which means, uh, which, which, which mean, which, which is worth about a whole bag of t- 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 smelly dicks. <laughs> He also has good. He also has good body control for someone his size. I think, and he's a solid uh, route runner. He's got good footwork. He's got really good footwork for a big guy that I noticed. He works on it. I, that's all he does. Takes his fucking GoPro out there to the field and just t- films himself for his YouTube channel, like working on feet and ropes and stuff. I'm serious, dude. Go I, to I, I, think, I think for I think for someone that size, I think that's a pretty, um, a pretty acute a skill to, to, to. I guess I don't know how to say be a lead at, but you know, be one of your stronger points. Someone that size. I mean, it, it takes going back to Colin Johnson's sophomore year at Texas to kind of even see a year where he was a little bit of a burgeoning alpha. I mean, he was he was outshined in 2018 by a little Jordan Humphrey, big time, and big time outshined by Devin Duvernay at Texas in 2019. And if you're going to ask, like, I would have never thought coming into the 2019 seat, like, we'll, we'll do one of these on, on Duvernay soon enough. I think people are going to be, become very aware of Devin Duvernay next week at the senior bowl. Um, but well, and that's why I, 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 I never would have thought that Colin Johnson would have been the, the beta to Devin Duvernay, like, especially with all these, just all the hype coming in, man. Like it's, um, the high school highlights. I mean, you can see Colin it, you can Johnson. see it in his play on, you can see it in his play on the field. I mean, you're a lot more familiar with him than I am, but even just watching him on the field, that's why I, you know, my comparison was Auden Tate. Um, this is a bad comparison, man. You don't That's think so? Horrible. No, no, it, it, no. I actually like it. I didn't. I didn't even add my own comp into your initial write up, which I generally do. And I, because I, I had my own thoughts and all this. But I thought I thought that Auden Tate one is a is a good one, which which is hurtful, which is hurtful to what everybody expected Colin Johnson to be. People thought this guy was like a young Megatron, dude. Like his his like his 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 dad is Johnny Johnson, a ten year NFL vet, um, All Pro player, played a, played as a defensive back. His brother Kirk Johnson, whose complete career has been devastated by injury. He was a running back that. Um, Whenever, whenever he came to Texas, people thought that he was just going to be one of the next best studs. We saw in the game, the 2015 game versus Texas Tech. Do you remember the game when Chris Warren went apeshit? The Chris yeah. Warren, Texas Tech game? Oh, all right. Bef- that, that game was going to be the Kirk Johnson apeshit game. Because, but Kirk Johnson tore his ACL. And from there in 2015, every single year it was a goddamn ACL. It was a fucking motorbike accident or an Achilles. like all this. So Kirk Johnson 
was sapped, right, for his entire career. Colin Johnson was always thought of as the dude who was like the part of that, you know, they were both legacies, right? Because their dad was a Texas ex, but Colin was the, was like the real, was like the real prize. Like everybody was, you know, surprised by Kirk, but Colin was the one that's like, but Colin's coming around next year. Just wait till Colin gets here. Blah, blah, blah. Heavily recruited everywhere. High four-star athlete. I believe five-star on, on at least one site. And he just, it's never really come to fruition for him. It's like I go out there to Texas practices and I watch the X wide receivers. And half the time I come come away from there more impressed with like younger kids on the pro in the program, like Brennan Eagles, certainly uh, more impressed with some of the young slot wide receivers, Devin Duvernay last year, some of the young slot guys like Jake Smith. I mean, and Colin Johnson had a lot of trouble staying, staying healthy this season. If you look at what PFF says too, I mean, one of his his calling cards should be the contested catch. He only came. PFF has him graded as coming down with only five of thirteen contested catch opportunities in twenty nineteen. And like you said, it's like he's so big, and he should he should he should play more powerful. But it's like he plays like this dude who who. Uh, look, give him all the credit in the world. The guy works his ass off. I mean, he would. Um, there would be stories about him and the old Texas quarterback Shane Bouchelle showing up before five a.m. before five a.m. workouts. When's the last time you showed up before showed up before a five a.m. anything trash man? Showed up early. Probably the, probably the maybe the, I don't know maybe the last time I did it Sunday <laughs> morning. It's radio show. <laughs> roster watch show. Yeah, right. But but like the the they they would get there before five a.m. workouts to throw together right and colin would always stay after and like all the dude like he lives breeze eats this shit and people are gonna get to see it at the senior bowl they're gonna see his personality he has an awesome personality and uh, an, an incredible work ethic but he doesn't use his size he just doesn't he doesn't box guys out doesn't go up and get contested balls on a frequent basis um you know it's more of a more of this stuff wherever he uses his size to make these like glitzy catches with length on the sideline. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. You don't ever see a body in these guys up and going up and being a beast. I just, I feel like it's a shame. I also feel like, man, it's like, this is a guy who's really never lived up to his potential during, during, during his time at Texas. It's, um, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a great blocker downfield, works really hard. He's, he studies his craft like crazy. I think that the potential is certainly there. I just I'm like that's kind of well. I'm, I see him. I'm, I see him as maybe being a, a more of a PPR asset. I think he, if he you know does get on the field on a consistent basis, I see him catching a lot of balls. I just don't see him being a big playmaker. And if we see him at the Senior Bowl next, like at the Senior Bowl next week, if when I see him on one on ones versus these elite corners, and you know he, he's showing an ability to make these contested catches, like that's going to go a long way with me. I want to see Colin Johnson be, be more physical, man. I like I want him to to insert himself as a, as, as a as a bad man, and not some big, tall, silky smooth guy with just with great feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I think there I think there are places for both types of players <laughs> on the field. Do you, so do you like do you like Colin Johnson better than Denzel Mims? Um, not as. Not as a not as somebody I want to rely on on fantasy on a regular basis. I feel like I feel like Johnson's going to be the kind of guy who has a decent floor in fantasy, but 
you know, is rarely going to have those boom days that you want in fantasy. Yeah, it's just, I mean, Texas, dude, during the, during the 20, during, during this, this is the last thing that I'll say, and then we'll move on to the next one. But just during the 2018 season, Texas didn't have, Texas didn't have one single play of over 50 yards. And Colin Johnson's supposed to be your big play guy. He was supposed to be the big play guy. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Slow ass little Jordan Humphrey's your big play guy. Guy ran a fucking four eight. <laughs> well, Jesus, I, I feel like I see him getting the ball more. I don't know. Um. All right, and then finally, let's move on to the last one here. And I, I wish we could show highlights like last time, Trash Man. But our uh, our managing partner um, said we got some kind of copyright strike last time, so we can't do it again. Oh. Um, but we'll have video coming up from pro days and from, you know, the senior bowl, stuff like that. We'll be able to have video supplementing these. If you are watching this on YouTube or Periscope moving forward. Um, okay. Brian Edwards, South Carolina. And this is one I'm excited to talk about because trash man, I think so far I've found my favorite uh, player that I've evaluated out of the, out of the first five. Where are you at to start as far as Brian Edwards is concerned? Uh, he is a six foot three, two fifteen ish, pretty beastly player out of, uh, as I said, out of South Carolina. Yeah, I initially, when I was watching him, my, the first thing I thought was Debo Samuel, but I don't know, maybe that's because he was also talking on, but I think also the kind of routes that he runs, I, I he they use him as a running back on a, on a, on a few plays. I feel like he's kind of like utility knife. I feel like he's kind of like a a bigger, stronger, like Percy Harvin, you know? Um, I like that. I mean, you like that. He, he He's a different body type than Debo. He's a different body type, and that's why ultimately – Debo looks more like a running my, back. My, this, but this fucking guy, his run after catch is like Debo. He runs yeah. after catch like, like, like Debo does, even though he doesn't look like a running back with the ball in his hands. Yeah, that's why ultimately my comparison – to somebody's playing now was like Demarius Thomas, just as far as his build goes and his athleticism ability to turn, you know, a short catch into a long game. More like a Demarius Thomas of old, but no, still, I, just so I, far. I like the Demarius Thomas. Yeah. I like the Demarius Thomas con. Did, I went back. I, I went back and watched some old Ruben Randall LSU highlights that's who, that's who he reminded me of. The run after oh. catch, same kind of body. Same, you know, Ruben Randall. Is he as tall as Ruben Randall? I feel like <laughs> Ruben Randall was lankier, taller. Yeah, like, no, you know? no, same. He he's he's more like bulky than Ruben Randall. But Ruben Randall was yeah. six. I mean, I checked it out. He's six three, two fifteen. I mean, I'm not sure that Brian Edwards is going to come in at quite six three. We'll see it at weigh-ins next week. He might be more like six two. But um, dude, he is like. Whenever we, just, whenever I look at, you know, you wrote down some of your pros. I wrote down some of my. This is a lot of pros. Very athletic, diverse route tree, run after catch specialist, leaping ability, sticky hands. Broke out at an extremely young age. I mean, his breakout age, as a freshman trash man, one of only six freshmen uh, to start their first game as a gamecock since 2019. The second best true freshman season in school history, wide receiver behind Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, he played in every single game that season. So, I mean, he's, he's played, he's played alongside good players, just a dominant 
market share profile from this year, 26% team receptions, 31% team receiving yards, 50% team receiving touchdowns. Uh, Pro Football Focus has made note that he's broken at least 10 tackles after catch in each of the last three seasons. And like you said, my question is, why is he why is he why is he still there? Why did he play four years? Oh, that was a question. Dude, I mean, whatever we were breaking down Debo Samuel last year, a lot of us said, like, what do we do with the his market share with this guy with when we know that this guy number 89 is there? Do we bump it up? Be, Be like, do we say like, well, Debo was playing alongside this number 89 that was really good. Or do we say, why was he seeding some of his production to, the, to, to this number 89 who's coming back for a senior season? So that, you know, that's a question that we all asked last season. And I don't, I, I don't know why he decided to come back. I'll, I'll ask him next week. I'll ask him next week why, why he decided to come back. But the fact of the matter is, he, dude, he, he, was, he, is, he is not old. Uh, he, he's, he will be um, – he's, he's, he'll, 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 he'll only be 20 – he'll be 21 until like Thanksgiving – of his first NFL season um, brings a ton of potential in, in the return game. He has two military parents. The only thing that we came up with as cons in his game. Well, for one, just the counting numbers on their own, right on their face, not the best. I don't have, uh, do I have the 2020, my 2020 sheet pulled up? I don't think so. Uh, so let me just look at the counting numbers on their own. So, all right, Brian Edwards, 71 receptions, which is, which is saying, which let me also say this, his hands are awesome. There's a little bit of trouble with the catch point in some of his junior tape, but in his senior tape, yeah. um, I, I went and looked on PFF for the catchable, uh, the, the catchable target rate. He caught 71 of 74 catchable targets last year. Yeah. I mean, if you, um, I mean, just watching on tape and some of the catches <laughs> he makes are pretty incredible with what he's able to do with, with one hand. Uh, yeah, bring the, Obey, down, yeah. bring the ball in. Yeah, he's 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 gonna have ten inch paws, at least ninety seven eighth inch, uh, eight hundred sixteen receiving yards and six touchdowns. That doesn't seem that great, but South Carolina only had twelve receiving touchdowns on his whole team last year. He 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 he, he, was, he was responsible for fifty percent of team touchdowns. Responsible for thirty. Yeah, I mean, they've had, he's had pretty bad quarterback play the entire time he's there. Yeah, and so uh, the just you and I both think the same thing. He it's like. I want to see a guy that's so physical in the in the run game with run after catch. I'd like to see him be more physical at the catch point. And I'd like to see him be just a little bit better with cre- creating separation. He doesn't seem to naturally create separation in a whole lot of ways. Um, though, but re- that's like – other than just missing a few – he missed a few games in 2019 with a knee. That was – I believe that was just a meniscus. I'll have to go and check. I think it was a meniscus. Um but that just goes to show that his his team market share numbers at 26, 31, and 50% for receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns could have been even better, right? right. It, I mean, he if, if he missed those three games, like th- this was a guy who who absolutely dominated the touches and, 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 and the production there for the Gamecocks. So really think he's really think that he's a just a awesome prospect. I, I think just from the eyeball test alone, you know. If you just look at his production, just within the context of his of, of his own offense, it's better. You know, he he dominated more than Van Jefferson, Clay, Chase Claypool, Denzel Mims, or Colin Johnson. Um, he's gonna run. I know that you had him at pegged as like an unofficial four five eight. There's no way, trash man. This guy's gonna run a four four five. Four four five. I don't know. Yeah. I 
that was somewhere I don't know. I picked that up from from somewhere. The uh, if you go back and you, you he has Nike verified performances from the opening at, as a high school senior as a four five three forty time. So okay, I mean that's that's a laser four five three. 30, almost a 38-inch vertical and a 4.3 shuttle, short shuttle. So, I mean, the change of direction is great, explosive. Like, he, he's going to test well. I think he's going to show up well at, uh, at, at Mobile. And he's the, he's the career leader at South Carolina in receptions and receiving yards. I guess you did yeah. know that Alshon Jeffrey and Sidney Rice didn't play all four years. But, I mean, shit. This, this guy missed a little bit of time, too. And, um I just there are just a lot of things about his game that I like. I I just whenever a guy's got really really good hands, really good leaping ability, and they're awesome with their run after catch, that's a prospect that, I, that I'm gonna you know. Yeah, I, I like him back. as a prospect a lot. Prospect I'm gonna be interested in. All right, so tell me, out of the five we've watched so far, who do you like best? Who do I like best? It's probably gonna be somewhere between. Mims and Edwards. I like things about both of those guys. You didn't answer the question. Which one do you like best? I think maybe Mims slightly. credit card bill.